Welcome back, everybody, to another wonderful episode of Living Positively Whole. I am so glad that you're joining me today. We have another wonderful topic coming, and today's topic is going to be about learning how to live in a state of contentment. Now, there are various um, opinions of how this may look, but of course, we're going to go to the Word of God, and we're going to take an example from the Apostle Paul, and I want us to reference the scripture in Philippians 4. And we're going to go ahead and speak about that today. What is contentment and what does it look like to you? So stay tuned as we dive in to this next episode on Living Positively Whole. Okay, so let's go ahead and begin with a word of prayer and then we're going to start our conversation today. So dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for the listeners, Father God, that have tuned in. Lord God, you know where they are in their journey. And Father God, we ask that you would just strengthen them, God, that you would give them the wisdom and the endurance to continue this race. Father God, we ask that you would show us how to be content in whatever season that we may currently be in. We give you all the glory and honor for you are worthy. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right. So at the beginning of this message, I mentioned that this episode is going to be about learning how to be content. So with everybody, we all go through trials and tribulations. We have storms that we feel that we can't possibly get out of. And yet God always makes a way. And then we have those times where we feel like we are on top of it all, where nothing seems to be going wrong. But how do we learn how to be content? Sometimes when things are going right, We can get to this place of having uh, this pride about us where we feel like maybe we don't need God at that moment because we feel like everything is, is okay. And then there are times where we feel like we are unseen, that we are at the lowest of lows, that we're going through something so difficult to bear that we often wonder, am I going through this alone? Well, you're not going through it alone. The Lord is with you, whether you're going through something hard or whether you're going through something that may be easier. But in either situation, the Father wants us to learn how to be content. To be content is not something that you wake up and you're just content. You actually have to learn this. And I'm taking this from the Bible, uh, specifically from the uh, book of Philippians, chapter 4 verses 11 and 12. I'm going to read what Apostle Paul stated. And it says, I have learned in whatever circumstances I am to be content. I have also learned how to be abased and I know how it is to be to abound. And in everything and in all things, I have learned the secret both to be filled and to hunger, both to abound and to lack. So the key word in this scripture that pops up several times is the word learned. The Apostle Paul is emphasizing that there is a skill necessary with con- when it comes to contentment. Contentment is not a feeling per se, because it was if it was a feeling, then we all could feel content. Contentment is about learning. That no matter what situation you may be in, no matter what you may be feeling, you can still be in a state of contentment. And I believe that the Father wants us to get to that place. 
I know that I have gone through trials in the past and, you know, as anybody else, and I have faced them. And in some ways I've come out maybe not as content as I should have, or maybe I was going through that trial and I wasn't as content. So I want us to kind of spend time speaking about this, this particular topic of learning how to be content. Number one, the first thing when I think about contentment is, you know, you learn how to be in a state of complete surrender to the Father, but in doing so, you are learning how to be still. That no matter what's going on around you, you are not going to allow those things to affect your peace. Contentment is also um, relational to trusting the Lord. Okay, God, I'm going through this hard, hard season in my life, but I still trust you. And because I trust you, I can learn how to be content. Learning how to be content means I'm going to fall back and rest in you. And the reason why I can rest in you is because I trust you. It has nothing to do with what's going on outside of the circumstances. It has everything to do with what's going on internally within you, the believer, and a relational God. When you make that decision to trust God, that is the first step into towards learning how to be content. Contentment can be robbed by comparison. Too often times we look at our life and we compare it to the next person. Well, they're going through this or or they're not having to deal with what I'm having to deal with. And I've been doing X, Y, and Z and they haven't. So we want to stay away from comparing because comparison will always rob you, number one, from being content. It'll definitely rob you from your peace and it'll definitely rob you from being able to trust God. Comparison is detrimental to contentment. So you have to learn how to choose. Do I want to be in a place of contentment or do I want to stay in this place of comparison? And the more that you continue to compare yourself and compare how your life is measuring up to somebody else, you will always find the loopholes and the cracks where you see where you might see your life being at a deficit as opposed to being in a place of blessings. A person that has learned how to be content is a person that has also learned how to not worry. So when you don't worry, obviously you're trusting. So when you look at a person that is living a life of contentment, you usually see them in a place of peace. They look like they are unmoved, unbothered, because in all actuality, they are. They're unmoved and unbothered. They have chosen to live life trusting God and taking him at his word no matter what the circumstances that they're facing may be. And so these individuals are the type of individuals that may see a physical storm coming, but they look unbothered and they have learned how to be content, trusting God and taking him at his word. So, I mean, think about it. Would you rather be in the company of somebody that's always constantly worrying Or somebody that's always calm and they seem unmoved, unbothered, and and content. 
And so that is a state of mind that we have to develop. And that is only developed through time and consistency. Just because a situation happened to you in your life and you reacted a certain way that was unfavorable does not mean that you can't learn how to be content because you can actually use that situation you went through before as the platform of what is going to be needed in the next season. I believe God is wanting us to be better versions of the person that we were even just yesterday. We can make changes today from those lessons that we've learned from yesterday. So I believe that he is desiring for us to get to a place of contentment where we are totally trusting him, where we are still in that moment and we don't move off of his word no matter what we are facing. Contentment uh, when you're in the highest of highs is usually easier. You know, that's easy to be content when you're happy, right? But the challenge comes when you are facing circumstances that are bigger than you. How can you maintain that calm demeanor, that contentment when things are going not exactly how you planned it? So for me personally, what I have to do is I have to go to the word of God first and foremost, because my mind can go 90 miles miles an hour if I would allow it to. So what I have to do in that moment when I feel like everything is just falling apart as I pray But I also search the scriptures. I search the scriptures for specific scriptures that are going to help me with what I'm currently dealing with. And then there are many times that the Holy Spirit will lead me to a specific word um, that has, it's, it's exactly what I needed in that moment. You know, that's just how great our God is. He will lead you to the word that you need in that moment. So even when you can't even look for the scriptures that you may need for that season, you don't have to worry about that. Because God will will literally direct you to his word, what you need in that time. And I guarantee you, you will receive clarity, you will receive wisdom, and you will, you will receive peace over that season that you're currently going through. When you're going through those seasons that are really hard, you have to lean into the Father even harder. That is how you're going to gain strength. And that is how you're going to receive the endurance to continue. Because there are times that you are going to have seasons where you may not even want to roll out of bed and get the day started, but you have to continue. Like Apostle Paul said towards the end of his life, he has fought the good fight. He kept the faith and he finished the race. And so as believers, we have to do the same. We have to continue in this fight of faith. Faith is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Each and every day we have to strive to build and grow our faith muscle a little bit more than we did the previous day. And it takes endurance. It takes uh, a lot longevity. It's not a quick, easy process. There are no sh- there are no shortcuts with God. You know, the other day I was talking with my son, and I was giving him an example of life, and uh, I used uh, an example that the Lord gave me about taking uh, a trip somewhere. And let's say you're using your GPS because the location is unfamiliar to you. Well, on the GPS, it's going to give you the fastest route. And then it's going to give you the uh, an alternate route. And usually the alternate route is not as fast as the fast route, of course. So I was giving my son an example. And I said that many times we will try to take the shortcut because we feel like we can get ourselves to the destination a lot faster than God can. But oftentimes what happens is we will take the shortcut 
not knowing what lies ahead on that road. And we can run slap into delays. And those delays can actually cause us to have to take a detour, which in all reality is going to take us off the course that God had already set us on. And eventually it's going to take us longer to get to that destination, as opposed to if we would have taken the route that God had established from the beginning, sometimes it may appear that the route that God is taking you on is the longest route, but in all actuality, it is the correct route and you will get there right on time. The example that I also use with my son is those two exact routes got us to the destination that we were looking for. However, the fastest route originally said it would take 10 minutes to get there while the original route said that it would take 35 minutes to get there. So if you chose the fastest route, but you had roadblocks that delayed you for 25 minutes, then you would actually get to the same destination exactly at the same time. It would take you still 35 minutes to get there. So we have to use that in correlation to the Father and ourselves. Too often, we want to take a route that we think is going to be the quickest. But I believe God is telling us, my way is the the way. And when you take my route and when you trust me, yes, you will get there. You may not get there as fast as you may think, but you're going to always get there on time. Okay. My mother used to have this saying growing up. She said, you know, Um, He may not come when you want him to, but he's always on time. And growing up, I used to say, well, mom, that doesn't really make any sense because if God is not coming when I want him to, then how can he be on time? And this is what I had to learn when I was uh, an adult woman is that that saying means God does not come when we call him, when we beckon, when 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 we want him to in that season. And the reason is because God already sees ahead. He knows what roadblocks you may face along the way. So what he is doing is he he prepares the way before you. He has gone before us to prepare us for those roadblocks that we may encounter. And eventually we will get to the destination right on time. Amen. So we have to think about it that way. We have to step back and let God steer We have to learn how to trust God and let him take the lead. Too many of us in this world today are trying to lead ourselves. And when we lead ourselves and we do not know what the destination is, we are going to automatically be pulled into a place of not being able to be content. Because if you have to be the one to plan your life, to steer your life, and to get you to where you need to be, that's a lot of stress. That's, That's a lot of stress. So why not allow the creator, the one that created you and that already established your life's plans before you even took your first breath, why not allow him to lead and just follow, just learn to follow. And that will usher you into a place of learning how to be content so that when you do stumble upon these roadblocks, they won't move you like they would move somebody else. You'll be able to say, yes, I went through a thing, but guess what? It didn't, it didn't crush me. It didn't bother me anything because why? I trusted God. I fell back and I let him lead me through it. Amen. All right. So 
I have broken down some points that the Lord has given me in regards to learning how to be content. And if any of you are personally know me, I keep notebooks and journals, uh, pens around all the time because I'm always taking notes, always taking notes. Um, because, you know, you can't, sometimes you want to reflect and you want to go back over those things and kind of go a little bit deeper uh, and see exactly what the Lord is wanting to say to you. And so taking notes are great. You know, note takers are our future. Uh, they're the ones that that create our books and materials that we learn from. So definitely want to go ahead and uh, shout out to the note takers in the world. So let me go ahead and I have five points and I will go over these five points for those listeners that may want to reference back to this message a little bit later. So point number one. Now, these are points that will help you learn how to be content. These are not all of the points. These are just a few points that the Lord has shown to me over this time of study. So there are many other points that I'm sure that the Spirit of the Lord will show you and give you a deeper understanding of those as you continue on this path. So number one, we have to learn how to trust God with the plan. We have to give God the roadmap and leave it with him. We have to trust him. He is the creator of the roadmap. So we have to learn how to trust him to navigate that. Number two, we must remove all comparison from our life. Comparison is a trap of the enemy. It is made so that you would stumble and you would fall prey to the enemy. Comparison does no good for the believer. And even the non-believer, it will suck you dry of your peace. Number three, focus on God's word, not the situation. That's important. So important that I'm going to repeat that. Number three says, focus on God's word and not the situation. Now I'm going to pause right here because uh, I'm going to just uh, be a little transparent. So before in in my 20s, you know, I would notice that I would focus more so on the problem. And I mean, I would focus on it and harp on it. Well, I've got to do this. And if I don't have this done by this time, it's just going to, the outcome is going to be this. And it, it just takes you to this place of anxiousness. You start to worry so, so much. And then when everything was all said and done, it would always work out like how God said, and I would step back and say, Joseph, why were you even, why were you worrying so much about that? And there was one moment that the Lord, I was praying and the Lord had spoken to me and said, do you, do you trust me? And that was profound because I had to step back and I had to say, you know, am I trusting you, God, or do I trust you? Because I find myself wanting to try to come to my own resolution concerning a situation And after everything is all said and done, you have already worked it out. So why was I even upset? Why was I worrying about that? So instead of focusing our attention on the situation that we may be facing, let us keep our focus on God. The Bible says that we have to renew our minds so that we are not conformed to the ways of this world. I believe that worrying is a way of the world. That is not God's way. So we have to make sure that we are not conforming to that way. Number four, learn how to release and let go of control. 
This is very important as well. Learn how to release and let go of control. You have to, in order to be able to trust God with the roadmap, you have to be able to release control back to the one who has all control. That is the only way that we will learn how to truly be content. We have to be able to say, okay, God, even though the situation may not be as favorable as I thought it should be, I trust you enough to say, I'm going to let go of this and let you steer. And I am going to just remain in the passenger seat. And when we get to the destination, you'll let me know it's time. Number five, we must follow through with faith. Faith is vitally important to contentment. Faith is what I use to remind myself when I'm going through a season that's very hard. I remind myself in faith, God's word to me. God has spoken a word specifically to your spirit that you have may have not shared with anybody. He's shared and spoken a word, a promise over you in your life. And you may be going through a season right now where you're questioning that promise. God has not forgotten the promises concerning you. And when you're going through a season that's not the best, this is where your faith has to kick in because faith is going to help you to stay content. You have to learn to get to a place of contentment, but how do you remain content is faith. Faith is what's going to keep you there in a place of contentment when everything else may not be as pleasant as you would like. So let's break down really, really quick for the listeners. Faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is my hope in the things I don't see. Faith is the hope in the things I do not see. So just because I don't see it, I still have faith in the hope of knowing that God is going to do what he said he was going to do. So I believe that this word today, I pray that it will help you to start the process of contentment. But I believe by faith that the Holy Spirit will come in and give you even more wisdom on how to live a life of contentment where people are going to come to you and they're going to say, you know what? I didn't even know you went through the season you just went through. How did you do it? How did you remain content in that? How were you able to smile through it all? And you'll be able to say, this is what the Lord showed me. So I pray that this helps you. It blesses you. I know it's been blessing me. I'm so thankful and honored to be able to share what the Lord is is revealing to me along my, my walk. And I just look forward to our next episode. Blessings and love to all of you. And I look forward to our next message on Living Positively Whole. Well, that concludes our message. Thank you for joining me on Living Positively Whole. I'm so, so thankful that the Lord has allowed me to 
just share what he has shown me. I pray that it helps to strengthen the saints along wherever you are in your season of life. Lord, I just pray that, um, you know, you just let God continue the work that he's doing in you. You know, the word of God lets us know that he is faithful to complete it. Even when we're not faithful, he is. That is so, so amazing. So wonderful. God is so, so good. So, so good. Uh, And I love the listeners. I love you all. Uh, Blessings to each one of you that's listening. Uh, Ahead, looking ahead to April, I have asked Dannon Brown uh, to be my guest on the next episode. She's going to bring us insight. Uh, It's a different perspective on the healthy mind uh, and a healthy body and a healthy spirit and how all of those are connected. And she's going to share some wisdom that the Lord has uh, given her along her journey. And I believe it's going to bless you. It it blessed me just having a a regular conversation. And so we're going to go ahead and come together and have conversation. (laughs) So uh, you're invited to join in on next month's podcast. And once again, stay blessed. I love you and make sure you're living positively whole.